Are we recording? Yeah. Oh. Oh. How long have we been recording? <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, second. Get a okay. load of this guy. <laughs> How are you? I was far away from the mic. I'm good. <laughs> I did stuff and things this week. What'd you do? I got oh, wait. This is episode 11? Oh, we should probably say that. This is the Morbid and Monday podcast. Yeah. Episode 11, 11. right? We're filming out of order. <laughs> oh, no. I already didn't know what episode we were on. So last episode was episode 10 for our listeners but not for us but not for us how do you think episode 10 went (laughs) i think it's gonna go great i think it's gonna be very fun i'm excited for what i'm talking about but i cannot tell you what i'm talking about for 10 but they know what i'm talking about because 10 already happened for them i hate this dude picking my topic for episode 10 i texted you about it yeah it legitimately took me like four or five hours like i picked topics for um all the way through episode 16 before i picked episode 10 i'm not that far ahead yeah i didn't want to be but every time i was like oh that's cool but not good enough because i had to i have to tell a ghost story yeah that one i'm sure that's hard yeah and even then the one i picked is fake yeah fair well fair (laughs) it's good i mean that's what we're here for you'll find out what it is tomorrow would i like know what it is maybe okay so will we say that for everything <laughs> right <laughs> it's the same for every episode what else did, what did you do this week i uh i got an ipad i was telling you about went and got it so you like you have it you're not waiting for it to come in yeah it's in my bag it's right there and you're still using the shark notebook but now i have to fill up the shark notebook before i can switch over I was explaining this out in the car. Okay. <laughs> I would like to have... So, like, if I fill this notebook up, that'd be such a dope, like, keepsake. Be like, this notebook is full of podcast stuff. I, it's such a cop-out to be like, yeah, I filled the first quarter of it with podcast stuff, but then I switch. No. Print the notes and, like, paste them onto the pages. No, 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 no. We go all the way or all of the way. Oh, <laughs> so there's just no option. No. Are you going to get a keyboard? I did off Amazon, not oh, the nice. Apple one. I was about to say the Apple one was stupid expensive. I got a pencil, though. An Apple get one. Pencil. Dude, this this thing, it's um, it did not come with my case. Like, I ordered, like, an adhesive thing separate. It's so nice my to have your pen. My case has a, a built-in little oh, nice. slot to put it in. It's so, so nice. So I don't lose it because I will lose it. Same, 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 same. <laughs> I lose mine all the fucking so time. Mine, like, I'll show you later when we get back. Yes, please. It's cool. It's a blue case on That's my so blue exciting. iPad. Can you tell I like the color blue? <laughs> what kind of iPad did you get? An iPad Air. Oh, twins. My mom has an iPad Air, too. Dude. Dude. But the iPad is very exciting. The iPad is very exciting. I'm glad. I've enjoyed playing with it. Have you got Procreate yet? I did. It's so fun. It's so much fun to just mess so around fun. with uh what else did i do this week i went to a crawfish boil today a robotics one do not eat crawfish but i do not eat crawfish i just like kept taking the sausage off of people's Bro. trays um you know me i don't know what else i was gonna say that's so fake but it was fun though it was a lot of people that i haven't seen 
since before COVID, because mm-hmm. my senior year, they just told, don't come back to school. <laughs> and then we never went back to school. So I haven't seen some of those people yeah. in over a year now. And like you can text them, but it, it, it's not the same. Yeah, I didn't get to say bye before I left for college or anything. And they've, That's sad. But I'm glad you guys got to, to get together this yeah and like my my coaches and stuff that i can't just go on instagram and talk yeah. to i didn't get to say bye to them so it was like the first time in over a year i got to see a lot of the the coaches especially and it mm-hmm. was really fun that's that's sick yeah i it, even though i didn't eat crawfish it was great it was also like a lot of outside games mm-hmm. we played like cornhole <laughs> and frisbee and stuff like that is and that why adam of, like, has a frisbee in his backpack no adam did not go but oh so he just has the frisbee i was yeah. giving him an excuse no but he just he's has just it. strapped always <laughs> with a frisbee good for him but yeah we it was a bunch of robot kids playing like outside games so you can <laughs> so that's about as well as it went whatever you picture in your head i can tell you how many times we lost the frisbee in the tree Oh, rip. <laughs> we had to, like, get someone to go shake the tree because none of us can throw. We build robots for fun. <laughs> we build robots for fun. <laughs> we, we don't play football. We, Frisbee. We just can't. <laughs> it's that we tried very hard. Physically incapable. We just, you have to pick one or the other. <laughs> Sports or bots? <laughs> Sports or bots? <laughs> That's funny. What did I do this week? Nothing. You ordered pizza twice. And, then and they- <laughs> I had to cancel it both fucking times. I'm so mad. In what world should pizza be two hours? I'm, so, I'm And I had already waited an hour for the Domino's it's one. It's 11 o'clock on a Sunday. Ring, ring, hello. Why has my order taken an hour? Oh, uh, I don't know. By the way, it's going to take two more. Blech. Fucking quit. <laughs> quit your job. How can you be made? How can there be that many pizza orders? No, literally. It's Sunday. At 10.30. Does fucking... We're, oh, wait. I just said where I lived. And this town redacted. <laughs> it's dead. Please. School let out. Like, we... There's nothing here. I don't... Why is everyone ordering pizza on the same night? That's so weird. Maybe it's like their system went down or something. Because I went to a restaurant mm-hmm. right after they had lost power. Ooh. And they couldn't get the orders in to, like... You know, they have to keep all of it on record yeah. for receipts and stuff. So they can't just hand out the, the pizza. So maybe it was something like that. Because I went to a restaurant and they're like, it's going to be an hour because our system like won't come back. Rest in peace. And then when it did come back, they were like, we have to catch up because there's people that like put their yeah. order in and then the system went down and we can't do it until we make sure the order is still in the system. Right. Also, we can't see it. So we don't really know what they ordered. We'd have to like go ask them again <laughs> and write it down. It's a whole process. I hate that for them. No, but we we waited for the food. Did you get it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. I thought that was the end. It was just I waited for the food. Yeah, we waited and then got the food. Congratulations. I got a little paste, the pedophore from Coffee Rainy. It's that, that's petite four. Is it really? I believe so, which means small cake. Huh. In I just French. called them square cakes. <laughs> I just called them I, like, square I, cakes. <laughs> that's, I would probably be like, can I have a square cake? It's fucking gremlin. <laughs> Even though I know. Fucking the, gizmo. Me? Yeah. Yeah. And the little fucking gremlin. For those square cakes? Oh, yeah. I fucking hate you. Those turtle cookies, too? You know what I'm talking about? The little, I think so. The bland cookies with just like a swirl of chocolate on top, and sometimes there's nuts in the cookie part. 
Maybe. I don't know why. I'd kill someone for those cookies. <laughs> They're not that good. I'd kill for those cookies. <laughs> the seriousness. You can ask the other day, I bought a box of them and ate half of them in the car ride home. Like, I just ate through them. You're a nightmare. How? Ow. <laughs> Ow. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> See, I don't have anything like that. Though the other night in, like, a cold sweat, Lucille and I were like, we need pickles or we're going to die. That's so interesting. We dug out the oldest thing of pickles from our fridge. Oh, no. We ate, like, have one. We are like, something's wrong with these. <laughs> <laughs> so did you go get more pickles? No. Or did that satisfy the itch? It, I mean, it, it did what it needed to do. All right. It probably got us sick. <laughs> oh, we woke up, um... Or, so last Friday, we realized that we forgot to turn in our textbooks. So we got fined. Oh, no. From school. You know what reminded me? I was editing an episode of our podcast, and in one of the episodes, I go, I have to pay my electricity bill. I have to turn my textbooks in. (laughs) And that's what reminded me that I didn't turn my textbooks in. (laughs) Oh, no. What a way to find out, too. You're like, oh, no. I'm glad I was editing, though, or else I would have just kept them. And the bill, like, because they break it down because it's a, they charge you seven fifty per book per day if you don't turn them in. Or if they give you a week to do that. Um, so up, you can have up to seven days of seven fifty per book. Or you can, like, wait. If, you, if I had kept them, I would have been billed for the, the full cost of all of the books. And they send you that bill to, like, scare you. It would a thousand dollars for all my books i had four textbooks dude oh my gosh why i don't why why is a good question but we did turn them in so i have to pay like 30 bucks but it's not that bad the only textbooks i had to get this past semester were online ones i wish which is so dumb to have to pay for online access because oh, yeah. There's one thing, if it was just the textbooks, I would have just went on the free, like, mm-hmm. textbooks. But you also have to buy access to your homework with yeah, the like textbook. Yeah, like the software and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I already pay for tuition, dude. Why do I have to pay to do my homework now? That. That's, it was, it made me so angry because I had to do it for multiple classes. And it's like. It's where, a joke. Where'd the other money go? I thought that got me homework. You fucking <laughs> spent it already? <laughs> um we get we get to rent our textbooks which is good that's part of the reason i picked to go to school here we can, was like we i'm can not rent books but for those classes it was all online so yeah. it was like you either get the online stuff to you could have like rented a physical textbook if you need a physical book but you would just have to pay for the cheaper version of the the like homework access stuff that's a dumb the software so i was like well either way i have to buy the book i'll just get the online one so i don't forget to turn in yeah. The other one at the end of the year. That's dumb. I don't understand it. You fucking spent it already? Absolutely not. What else has happened this week? Um, Should we start? Probably. Okay. <laughs> well, we gotta get there eventually. We gotta get there eventually. Today, I have, I have something for you. Oh, no. Why is my research not popping up? Oh, no. Oh, there it is. I got really scared for a second. Okay. It just wasn't there. So today, for you, something fun, frisky, fresh. Okay? 
I'm going to give you some hints, and I want to see if you can guess it, because I think you'll be able to guess this one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try to think. It is kind of late, though. I know. I mentioned, I have mentioned it already on the podcast. We talked about it very briefly. I'm supposed to be doing um, something from our other category today, so it's not a ghost story. It's not a true crime. Um, it's like the white whale of conspiracy theories and was proven to be true. Oh, I, I know what it is, but I can't remember the name. I know what it is, but I can't remember the name. MK Ultra. Yeah. I'm doing MK Ultra, bitch. Oh, I could think of the, like, I know when you said it. Like, I remember you sitting here. Yeah. You saying that. It is the white whale of conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, dude. And I need you to know, like, I was writing this and I, you know, you, you get sucked in, dude. I watched two different documentaries. I went down, because, okay. Usually the way I do my research is I sit down, the first thing I do is I go on YouTube, and I find as many video essays, podcasts, whatever, usually between, like, 20 and 30 minutes. I watch, like, five or six and compile as much research as possible from there because it's just easier for my brain to follow. When I looked this up on YouTube, you know what came up? Two videos. (laughs) Two videos, and the rest were trending. It would not give me any information. I was pissed. Like, I was, because I was like, oh, no, I really want to do this topic. If I hadn't been persistent, I would not have found anything. That's so weird. Because the episodes were, the the two videos that were there were, like, five minutes maybe. Whoa. And it was, it was weird. And everything else was, like, top ten Billie Eilish songs. Like, That's not what <laughs> I looked up, Sean. Like, <laughs> I was real mad, but... So I ended up watching this documentary from the History Channel from 2006 to get most of my research. And just to credit it, it's called Mind Control, America's Secret War. It's a lot. That's fun. It was a lot, but that is kind of what, because it was I could only find one thing. That's kind of what formatted most of my research. And then the rest of what's plugged in is like from articles and journals and stuff like that. So do you know what MK Ultra is? It, I'm gonna say the same thing I always say. I've heard of it. Okay, so you don't? No. Fun. <laughs> You're in for a treat. So we're we're not gonna start off with MK Ultra. First, right. I'm gonna give you some background. Um, so MK Ultra, just for people who don't know, um, it's mind control, is what it is. The government was trying to investigate mind control. So we're going to go back in time. Um, First documentations of like attempts at mind control actually happened in the Middle Ages. And so this these two guys um, published something called the Malleus Maleficarum. Cool. And it describes in details ways to um, manipulate people into like confessing. So it's it's a it's false confessions, essentially. Um, it was a cross-examination manual um, specifically for people accused of witchcraft. Okay. Um, so it's – the reason it's classified as, like, one of the first attempts at mind control is essentially because it's, like, it's systematic. It's a systematic you way – follow it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, to get people to admit that they were something that they weren't, that they did things that they didn't. Um it's really the first documentation of systematic mind control to be used on the offensive as a weapon to get someone to do what you want them to do. 
And one quote from an expert in this field is, quote, the secret of mind control is to change people outside of their awareness so they do your bidding without realizing that that's what they're doing. For that, you need sophisticated technologies for, for, of either brain control or mind control. So this isn't the whole like chip in your head phenomenon, the government's controlling you kind of thing, but it was the first systematic method of manipulation. So it's kind of like mind control as a baby, right? Yeah. Okay. The early days. Exactly. The early days of mind control. Dude, I'm telling you, this whole thing is a trip and a fucking half. I'm so excited. Oh, you should be. Shit gets real weird real fast. Um, so we're going to fast forward. 1776. New York City. Pardon me. Are you? Re- nope. Can't get copyrighted. <laughs> that Hamilton depends. himself Who's asking? here. Oh, well, sure. Sir? I'm out. Okay. So... Franz Mesmer unveils this device called a baquette at the court of Louis XVI in France. So it's an oak barrel that is filled with iron filings that give off a small magnetic charge. Okay. He tells the guests in the court that the charge is very powerful and that if they touch it, they will have pleasant convulsions. Um... Sure enough, when they touched it, uh, they had terribly strong convulsions to the point of fainting. Yeah. So essentially, this is it's more manipulation. It's like the power of suggestion. Um, So the secret reports to the king said that these techniques were dangerous because they could lead to control of individuals. So that's why it's also lumped in there, because people genuinely believed that this guy was controlling them to do things when he was just saying if you do it, you'll feel good. Yeah. Because of the report, he was run out of town and died in obscurity. Oh, no. <laughs> That's fun. No, literally. That's how I want to go out. Died in obscure <laughs> way. We don't really know what happened. Um, They just kind of died in the wilderness. Um, We're not sure what went on. The 1800s gave us hypnotism. Um, by the late 1800s, a French professor of medicine writes a report about, quote, planting new thoughts into hypnotized patients um the same professor was actually really concerned though like he investigated it he just he really talked about making people believe things that weren't real and all that jazz but he was really nervous because he thought it could be used to create false witnesses in court so he was just proving he his goal essentially was to prove that it was possible to manipulate people into lying without them knowing Um, Other people, though, other researchers thought it was really useful for, like, police investigations and things like that. Obviously, hypnosis is not used in current-day policing, but it'd be kind of sick if it was. Yeah, that'd be a a fun, like, thing. Um, You walk down the street and there's just a cop with the the pocket watch. (laughs) Dangling back and forth. (laughs) Or better yet, one of those spinny things with the black and white spiral. Yeah, they just get out the car, pull that out the trunk, (laughs) and start spinning it. Um, Put your hands up as they spin the wheel. <laughs> you just have to. You can't not. Something like that. Okay. So by the 1930s, George Esterbrooks begins developing this theory that hypnosis can be used to create super spies as weapons of war. 
ooh. Yeah. I like this guy. He's <laughs> thinking outside the box. <laughs> He's like, yeah, mindless meat dummy. So you has essentially, you, you create a barrier, right, between um, the normal identity and then what you have control over, what you want them to think, remember, et cetera. The new identity is what's used for operations. Um, that way, if they're captured and tortured, they can't tell you anything. Oh, okay. I see what, I see what he's putting down. Right. So George goes to the military. And he's like, look, I got a fucking business venture for y'all. <laughs> Get this. Mind control. And they're like, yeah, this guy's a, nut- a nutcase. Like, you're, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Um... Because his whole thing was like, we can we can create special operatives. At first, it was completely disregarded. But then something happened in Moscow that changed the idea of the U.S. government. So it's the 1930s. The U.S. wasn't the only place that was interested in mind control. Um, France, England, and Germany were all experimenting with hypnosis and drug-induced interrogations. Most of the research was in the Soviet Union, though. Um, A neuropsychologist, his name is Alexander Luria, he's a pioneer in hypnosis. He gets the idea, though, that you can build fake memories and convince people of things that happened that never happened. You can also create false emotional conditions. So he begins to experiment hypnotically with programming emotional conflicts in people. That's not what happened in Moscow, though, okay? What happened in Moscow was the 1937 Moscow show trials. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. Okay, so I need to clarify that it is not official that this was hypnosis. <laughs> okay. Okay, a lot of people just thought it was really weird the way that these trials played out. And that the defendants were not acting as themselves. Okay. So the defendants were old Bolshevik Bolshevik party leaders and top officials in the Soviet secret police. Big deals, very involved in the policing of the Soviet Union. One by one, they admitted to being enemies of the state and begged to be executed. What? 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 Exactly. It made no sense. At least from the outside looking in. On the outside, always looking in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Side note, if anybody was uncomfortable with the Dear Evan Hansen trailer, that's some uncanny valley shit. They definitely did something to his face. Anyway. Put the pictures next to each other. They're not the same person. They they edited his face. And that's why it's off-putting. Because it's very off-putting to look at the trailer. It's not because he's old. It's the anti-aging technology. So these court cases um, gave the public and other countries, specifically the U.S., glimpses into what they thought was mind control or hypnosis or something because it was weird. Yeah. Um, In the West specifically the U.S., it started a huge fear that the Soviets had figured out ways to weaken people's will and get into their heads. So maybe not mind control, but at least, like, suggestion, something. And then we get World War II. We did get that. That did happen. (laughs) That did happen. Disclaimer, this is not a history class. I'm only feeding you the fun parts. 
I'm not talking about World War II. Yeah, don't quote this on your, like, essay or something. Oh, wait, no, please do it. I got this from a podcast by these two weirdos who dress up like ghosts on Instagram. It's definitely... <laughs> It'll go over real well. Um, so World War II brings this new need for foreign intelligence. Spies. Um, in 1942, we see the creation of the OSS, or the Office of Strategic Services. Remember that. They're important. It's a new government agency. It's founded by William Donovan. He's a World War I military hero. And in 1942, the OSS invests a shit ton of money for a truth, bro- truth drug program. They essentially want something that is a way to drug POWs yeah. or, or even their own to get them to tell the truth un- unequivocally. I, I went through like a... I still I like reading about World War II history, and I remember reading about the truth serum, so I know mm-hmm. some of this part. Um, so the first field test was of a marijuana-laced cigarette, and it takes place on May 27th, 1942. Um, the OSS gives it to a New York gangster to try and see him, try, try and see if he'll tell them anything, and he does. He starts spilling all this information about the underground drug trade of New York City. And he's like a high up. He gives names. Like, he just starts oh, spouting wow. shit off. And, I mean, obviously now we know it's marijuana. Like, it's it's not a truth serum. Yeah. But to them, in the 1930s, it was really promising. And then... <laughs> this, So, 1946... Former Nazi tri- former Nazi doctors are put on trial in Nuremberg, the Nuremberg trials, mm-hmm. obviously, um, and they so they they also briefly talk about attempts at mind control in concentration camps, and I didn't know this because they don't tell you the weird parts in history class. They don't tell you that these doctors were also put like obviously they were put on trial obviously because they were Nazis and fuck nazis yeah but they were making attempts at mind control in concentration camps actively seeking out mind control they had units set up to test drugs and do experiments on patients and specifically one of the experiments was to drug prisoners and see if they would kill another one. Oh my gosh yeah to see if to see how far they would go um literally like all you have to do is pull a trigger kind of kind of deal yeah and because of this we have the nuremberg code and it is an international code of medical ethics so one of the overriding principles though of the whole thing is the voluntarily voluntary consent of the subject you have to consent in order for it to be a legitimate medical practice because of mind control because of mind control that's so cool between 1947 and 1949, the U.S. listens to the code. That's it? They hit three years and we're like, we're good. Um, well, something, something really. changed in 1949. Would you like to know what that something is? They got mind control, baby. Something like that. <laughs> um, Cardinal Joseph Minzenti, he's put on trial in Hungary. And he, everyone thought he was drugged. It's essentially like a repeat of the trials that happened in Moscow. It was super weird. He admits to all sorts of strange things that, right, like some things that he wasn't even accused of. And 
this causes a, once again a freak out in the United States because they are 100% convinced that they are being left behind in some superior technology because the U.S. is fucking batshit, okay? And they're like, ah, yes, mind control is the answer. It's gotta be like... They really genuinely thought that the Soviets had formatted some crazy sophisticated technology to get into human brains. So, um, they said, fuck the Nuremberg. <laughs> like, fuck that. Fuck the Nuremberg Code of Ethics. And they decided to start their own experiments. So the OSS is what becomes the CIA. Okay. Right? And the CIA... Is going to knock on this door and be like, what are y'all talking about? Dude, I was so paranoid <laughs> writing this. I was like, I'm going to be shot and killed. And it's not an accident. But like, they'll make it look like but one. But they'll make it look like one. Oh, we also have one of those. Okay. Anyway. Um, so the CIA starts their own experiments. And they they all have funky little code names. Um, like Project Bluebird and Pro- Project Artichoke. Project Bluebird was actually, has already been or is about to be turned into a show. Um, that was one of the only things I could find on MK Ultra when I was researching it was fictionalized versions of the story. There's something on Netflix right now called Wormwood. At first, I thought it was a documentary. I was going to watch it. Nope. It's a completely fictionalized, like, pulp fiction-style retelling. And then there's another one called Project Bluebird. Okay. But they're not factual yeah you can't take your information right that'll probably be fun to watch though right um so the the first field test though of this whatever they're doing happens in 1950 in japan um cia the cia agents drug people who they suspect of being double agents um the subjects have no idea which means they've effectively broken the nuremberg code yeah um and then we get the korean war So this sort of, in their eyes, this like excuses the U.S.'s actions, right? Because there's new information released about other countries' attempts at mind control. So they don't care if they're breaking the Nuremberg Code because look at these guys. They're also doing it. They're doing it too. So we're not bad. We're not bad. That's not how it works. Exactly. And once again, it's specifically the Soviet Union and also the Chinese. Um captured u.s pilots confessed to committing biological warfare but the government tells the public that these confessions are fake and that they're a result of soviet mind control techniques which just sounds sketchy yeah something's going on i don't care who (laughs) is doing the 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 biological warfare uh, yeah or the mind control i don't care who uh, the truth is y'all all need to be in no literally some of y'all need to calm the fuck down <laughs> um specifically they believed get this that the soviet union had developed techniques to turn people into robots this took a jump right um robots exclusively did what they were told um, the Chinese term that was used was literally translated to brainwash, washing the brain completely clean. These techniques consisted of sensory deprivation, solitary confinement, and psychological torture. So Sounds it's like a Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> no. what are your Tuesdays like? 
What did I do last Tuesday? I don't even remember. I mine, don't do anything on Tuesday. Mine don't involve psychological <laughs> torture. <laughs> I want to pencil that in my three o'clock. Mm, sorry, I can't make lunch today. But to me, that doesn't sound like I fucking sped to the top of my document. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, to me, that doesn't sound like mind control. That sounds like false confessions. Yeah, you're just scaring people and torturing people. Right. But, like, isn't that controlling their mind through, like, fear? Right. So it's not like the the cartoon version of mind control, but I see where they're coming from with their wording. Well, so there were other suspicions that weren't proven, but other there was the idea that other techniques were used, including hypnosis, and a lot of American prisoners of war were losing, like, really large chunks of their memory like completely black don't remember what they did don't remember what they said um so that was also like supporting the hypnosis deal is i was a i was a fucking that was put under and used for whatever but doesn't like psychological torture cause memory loss people like under like mental oh yeah yeah like like, black spots either way Yeah. yeah so but this this convinced the u.s they were afraid (laughs) um they were afraid specifically that the hypnosis could be used to turn their own soldiers against them and so uh in 1953 the director of the cia his name is alan douglas he said that we are in a battle for the control of men's minds and that we're losing was his whole thing was that every other country every other civilized country is investigating mind control there are leaps and bounds ahead of us we're losing the war essentially so he signs a secret executive order for a project to be created and that project's name is project mk ultra The goal is to explore literally everything related to mind and behavior control. And they wanted to get one up on the Soviets because they felt like they were already falling behind. And that is how MKUltra was born. Nice. So, the project was centered in um, the technical service division. So, they were essentially responsible for gadgets. Like... If, if, they, if they wanted a drug that could miraculously get somebody to spill all their secrets, that was, you went to the technical service division. Um, they handled drugs, pills, gadgets, the whole nine yards. This is where MKUltra was centered because the idea was drug-induced control. Mm-hmm. So the director of the chemical division was a man. Uh, he's a chemist. His name is Dr. Sidney Gottlieb. And he's like, he's our main character. Okay. Okay. He is the okay. head of MK Ultra. He's a chemist, and he is the first head of the MK Ultra project. Um, he operated completely without supervision. Oh. The whole time. Um, <laughs> he could just do whatever he wanted. Yeah. So he had a boss right above him. That guy's name is Richard Helms. He'll come back in the end. Um, and then obviously the head of the CIA is Alan Dulles. Douglas, whatever the fuck his name is. No one checked in on him is the point I'm trying to make. (laughs) This man really was allowed to just go. They said, figure out mind control. put him in a room and said, (laughs) figure it it out. And he said, you don't leave with the answer, 
<laughs> exactly. He said, okay. <laughs> That's, I want that job. No one cared about what he was doing. <laughs> um, and his first order of business, investigate LSD. Oh. Yeah, this doesn't, this is not a happy story. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so the experiments. Um, the first one, they're volunteers. They're paid volunteers who know they're getting experimented on their students. Um, so it was funny because, like, the way they described it is, like, word got around at Harvard that you could be, quote, a happy schizophrenic for the day and get paid. That and the Harvard students were like, word? No, literally. They were like, word. <laughs> Pay <laughs> me. needed money bad. <laughs> Pay me to do LSD. <laughs> um, they also got prisoners from a, a prison in Lexington, Kentucky. And the drug addicts were rewarded with their drug of choice for their participation. So like, this oh, man really went to town. Oh, no. Like, he went fucking <laughs> bad shit. Balls to the wall within the first, like, few weeks of this experiment. He was like, ah, yes. You know what? We're going to give college students LSD, and we're going to give drug addicts heroin if they do LSD. Like, we're going to give them whatever the fuck they want so long as they put some LSD into their system. That. They wanted to know the effect of prolonged testing. Oh, so, like. A lot of LSD. A lot of LSD. So, but here's the thing. Here's the problem. They know they're being tested on. So that's obviously going to skew the results, right? Yeah, so they they needed some, some new dudes. <laughs> new dudes who didn't know that this was a test for a psychedelic drug. What'd they give them? So wait, before we get there. The idea was that how could you experiment? Because the idea is, like, eventually they're going to give this to, like, a Soviet spy or something without him knowing that they're being drugged. So if that's what they're testing for, then why wouldn't they test their subjects the same way? That's their whole... You know what their first solution was? What did these guys do? I, like, can't even say because I'm I'm already... (laughs) Do you know what their first solution was? Have the workers drug each other. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> they all had an agreement that you could drug any of the other operatives at any other time. So this you man could... was just having fun. <laughs> so he, you... re- he really came in and he was like, these guys are crazy. I'm just here to have a good time. No, literally. It, the, the quote was that like some of them would just sit down for their morning coffee and then be on a trip for the rest of the fucking day because they were drugging each other. Dude, these guys probably just thought it was for fun, too. They were like, the, these guys in charge of oh us? My God. Crazy. We're just going to do this for a good weekend. Oh. A good laugh. Oh, it gets better. I'm so glad it Because does. he takes it out of his own, like... Because these were, these were people who, like, signed on to, like, do the work with him. You know, these are other CIA operatives drugging fellow CIA operatives. This, though, this is when they push it. So, Sidney Gottlieb and his assistant... They're going to a joint CIA and Army retreat in Maryland, mm-hmm. right? And they decide to bring the party with them. Oh, they just, th- the whole retreat. Is they bad. spike the drinks with LSD. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And also, side note, that this retreat is super fucked up, right? And they didn't mention it in the documentary. I had to find this after the fact. This retreat, they hired Nazi doctors to come and lecture them on how long it took for people to die in the gas chambers. It's so fucked up. 
That's crazy. The CIA also hired vivisectionists and torturers who had worked at Japanese and Nazi concentration camps. They wanted to know the details of what they found so they could build upon that research. Do you know what a vivisectionist is? No. Someone who dissects people while they're alive. Oh. Like specifically, like dissection, but mostly living. Yeah. They probably don't leave it living. No. But, but like imagine imagine you're okay this picture is already so fucked up right it's the cia and the army at a retreat to listen to guest speakers that are literal nazis and then the drinks are spiked with lsd that sounds like a fever dream yeah that sounds like not real life that sounds like a plot for a bad video game oh no that but one of the army directors terrible trip and because he didn't understand what was happening to him, he essentially had a psychotic break. Oh. And because this was a top secret experiment, no one told him. Oh, this man never knew? No. Instead of taking him to the fucking hospital, Dr. Gottlieb decided to bring this man to New York um, to a, an allergist who was also getting money from the CIA to investigate LSD. Oh. Yeah, so, so five days up. later, the man jumped out of a window. No. And no. killed himself. Um, and get this, his widow did not find out until years later that it was a CIA experiment that killed her husband. That he had no consent to. That he had no consent That's to. That's so sad. And this, better yet, the whole thing, no one got in trouble. They essentially got a slap on the wrist. It didn't go into their files, and their funding was actually increased for the experiment. To to replace LSD they used. To yep, because they wasted it at the fucking Nazi guest lecture. This isn't real life. This is not real. <laughs> like but But it is. By nineteen fifty four, they're looking for more people to participate in their unknowing experiments. And this time, they turned their gaze to the public. Because that's what you do yeah, when you're investigating psychedelic drugs and psychological warfare. So they picked people with the least amount of resistance is the way I'll describe it. So they, drug addicts prostitutes homeless people people that they thought society wouldn't miss and wouldn't notice if they went missing they wanted people who afterwards if they started spilling all those secrets the public wouldn't believe them was the idea um along with this a man named george white is given thousands of dollars to set up covert cia testing centers these testing centers were apartments that were decked out and what he did was he got prostitutes to bring back their clients and then drug them oh while cia operatives watched from two-way mirrors and recorded the whole thing I'm watching these shows that are made about... This is insane. It's... And 
And it sounds like it's all fiction, right? Yeah. It sounds like absolute crazy nonsense that is coming from my mouth. And the fact that this is all factual is insane. That's so crazy. I hate (sighs) that. I want to go to the rooms. Okay. So the idea was that these clients would never go to the police um, because they were in such compromising positions. They'd paid for, pro- they'd pra- paid for sex with prostitutes. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go to the, s- the fucking police. Be like, hey, I, I was drugged. And these creepy men watched me with a camera. <laughs> You're not going to talk about that because you were having sex with a prostitute. <laughs> but while this was happening, the CIA is also funneling money into universities. For them to conduct research on their own student bodies. Oh, no. Yeah. They put it in the, the chicken nuggets in the union. <laughs> put them in the chicken nuggets in the union. It's all LSD. Um, this was also happening in detention centers in Japan, Germany, and the Philippines. Gottlieb and the CIA established these secret detention centers, right? Because these places were largely under American control, or at least American influence, so they didn't have to worry about the legalities of it all. Oh, no. Um, so they would capture enemy agents who were suspects or just people who they classified as expendable. They would throw them into cells and then test drugs on them. Jesus. Um, they also used other techniques like electroshock and extreme temperatures and sensory isolation. All of this while bombarding them with questions. So they're trying to see if they can break down the resistance in a way to destroy your mind is the goal. And these projects were designed, right, like, so these projects were designed to, yes, understand the brain, but also figure out a way to destroy it and then manipulate it. Um, And this made Gottlieb like he can be classified as one of the most prolific torturers if you bring it down to that he facilitated facilities all over the world designed for systematic torture under the guise of science he also did this at mental hospitals oh no oh no 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 unknowing subjects were given massive And I mean massive, six times the normal dosage kind of massive doses of LSD. And it was so secret that like not even some of the doctors at the facility knew what was happening to their patients. So when their patients start spouting off all this nonsense on how the CIA is trying to mind control them, they're written off as psychotic. That's insane. And usually... It was a way to keep them in the facilities for even longer, which continued their testing. Oh, my gosh. Batshit. Batshit. This man really could go anywhere and do anything. No one checked on him. Dude, the the boss probably one day looked at the file, like, that he was getting, and he was like, oh, no, and then, like, stuck it back at the bottom of the files. (laughs) Like, he's like, I'm not getting into that. You know what? It's already too far gone. But you know what? You know what was the best part? Is the LSD was just the beginning. Oh, we get it around two. So, you know, classified documents can be declassified yeah. and released to the public. So, declassified documents from the CIA 
show funding between 1953 and 1964 for 49 different sub-projects that all combined drugs and various techniques. So yeah, MKUltra was the LSD one. But there were 49 other ones that were happening at the same time, investigating hypnosis, electroshock, threats. The drugs were just a piece of a massive puzzle, right? The idea was soften your mind with drugs and use other methods to get what you want. That. Which is also why, side note, you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I have it written down. It's worth noting, though. People who say MK Ultra ended... Uh, when it ended, are wrong. Anyway, like I said earlier, Sidney Gottlieb had no supervision. He was allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted. He was allowed human subjects, living, breathing human subjects all over the United States, all over the world, he was allowed to abuse them any way he wanted, up to fatal levels. And he never had to file a single serious report on anyone working under him and there was never a report filed for anything that he did was wrong none of it in the mid 1950s the cia learns that there are some similar experiments happening in canada at a university and this guy oh shit this guy He's a psychiatrist named Dr. Ewan Cameron, and he is trying to cure mental illness using what he calls de-patterning. The idea is to wipe the brain completely clean and then re-pattern in new behaviors from a blank slate. Just brainwashing. That. So the CIA sees this guy and sees his research and says... That guy, we like what he's doing. So they start pouring money, pouring money into his research. And he put together a three-step brainwashing process. Oh, he had like a master class. Oh, no, literally. Right? And it, quote, violated every ethical standard that the world has been formulating for the past 50 years. That is a a direct quote. Oh, my God. Is this doc? quote-unquote doctor okay dude it what he would do massive doses massive doses of electro electroshock therapy hundreds of times the normal amount which is already too much yeah he would reduce these people to like a husk of a person like barely just fry their brain exactly completely fry it and it would take months for people to recoup from this massive dose of shock therapy he'd also put people into drug-induced sleeps for weeks Uh. and it, it was essentially it was clinically induced amnesia was what he was trying to do and he he essentially it was like a factory reset button for the brain was yeah. what he wanted He wanted a way to shut it off so that you have no memory of your past life. That. So at the CIA's push, he added in an extra step to try and pattern in specific new behaviors. 
So he was the one who was like, ah, yes, factory reset. They'll come back eventually. It was the CIA who said, no, make them do things. Pattern in behavior as well as depattern it. So his three steps. The first was depattern with serious amounts of drugs and shock therapy. Step two was repatterning in the new behavior by playing tape-recorded messages hundreds of thousands of times. Ugh. And step three was to put them to sleep using drugs to suppress recollection. That's ugh. Because usually it would, you would come back eventually, maybe years later, but eventually your brain would start to fix itself i guess yeah and he put you would he would put you into these drug-induced sleeps so that that could never happen Ugh, I, hate that. I hate it it is all insanely fucked but you want to know this you want to know why he was the president of the american psychiatric association so no one said anything <laughs> some people actually paid for it they were like ah oh, yes i want the reset button reset me Oh, that's so crazy. One of the guys who was interviewed for the documentary I watched, he was one of, like, the investigators around this whole shebang originally. And he interviewed a lot of, like, doctors and nurses and stuff who were in this same facility. He said that they said, apparently you could hear screams coming from that wing of the hospital, but, quote, no one was allowed to question Dr. Cameron. So That's he, a terrifying quote. So he was just allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted. This is just a lot of guys who have no supervision getting away with way too much. That. So, his experiments took place from 1957 to 1964. One of his victims was a woman named Linda McDonald, and she is really, really open about her experience with this project, right? So... We know now that what she probably had was postpartum depression. Um, back then, eh, no one really knew what was going on. And now she says that she has no memory of that. It's, she just, what she knows is from her friends' descriptions of her. Um, she was sent to Dr. Cameron for an assessment. It was, she was 25. She was sent in for a three-week evaluation to see what this was because doctors didn't know what postpartum depression was yeah so he diagnosed her with schizophrenia that's a job and he told her husband that he had to consent for her to be treated or that she would be institutionalized forever so he just wanted a, a subject yes so obviously the husband did what any good husband would do and said yeah try the treatment said yeah fix her Linda literally has no recollection of what happened to her. Oh. Um, she only learned about it through her own medical records. That's terrifying. To, um, like, be sitting down reading your records, and you're like, wait, what's all this? That. She was de-patterned in what they called the sleep room. So, in five weeks, she had 109 shock treatments, which is about 21 per week. Oh, my God. 21 per week, dude. That's three a day. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah I saw you look away to do the math. Yeah. That's three a day, mm -hmm. three times. And also, every time she was electrocuted, it was six times the normal amount of electrocution. That's disgusting. Three times a day. That's like three meals a day. What do you have for breakfast? 
I was about to say. Would that you ever lunch? I was like, <laughs> I was about to say the joke. I was like, no, nah, I shouldn't say that here. But I'm glad it got in. <laughs> so I was like, nah, this is too heavy. But these electrocutions were paired with mega doses of LSD. Is that in the medical records? Oh yeah. Okay. And she was put into um, an 86-day coma, a drug-induced coma for 86 days. When she woke up five weeks later, she was wiped clean. She didn't remember who she was, oh. what year it was. In the in her, because I watched her talk about her story. It's fucking creepy. She calls her husband because obviously that's not her husband anymore. Um, she calls him the mother of the children or the father of the children is what he what she calls him because that's what he is to her. Yeah, it's super fucked up. During her repatterning, she was dosed with drugs while a speaker played on repeat underneath her pillow. So, the thousands of times for weeks at a time. Um, so, he was trying to drive her previous life out so that he could put another person inside. And to this day, Linda has no idea if he was successful. That's a disturbing that and those are her own words like she has no idea because like so when she was okay so she was released five months later she has no memory of her life before none it never came back so she couldn't remember her own name what year it was her husband with what she said was she was 26 years old chronologically but in actuality she'd only been in the world for a few months don't like that um, she also got no follow-up treatment, and no other doctors would take her case because they all knew that it was CIA. That something was going on, and they didn't want to touch it. So she was just like abandoned. Oh no! She had to be retaught how to read. Wow. She had to be retaught. Like she knew the guitar for years. She had to be retaught how to play. She had to be retaught how to drive a car, how to cook. Um, and throughout her whole, her whole interview, yes, she refers to what used to be her husband as the, the father of the children. Um, but the whole time she refers, uh, to her life before the doctor as her other life. Wow. It's so fucked up. And the, the thing with this is that he did this to so many people. This is one of the stories. This is just one of them. So in 1984... She sees an article in the paper about a lawsuit against the CIA and the hospital. And people are, it's nine patients, or whatever, of Dr. Cameron are suing. And she said that her heart stopped because she knew she had been there. And that she was shaking when she read the article. So she filed her own lawsuit. And they were given eventually compensation by the government. But, like, experts believe that for every person who can remember that they were operated on there were hundreds who didn't that's insane so most people say that mk ultra ended in the 60s that's just not true what happened is in 1963 mk ultra was replaced by mk search which absorbed all of the other mind control experiments so it kept going it just got bigger so when smashed all 50 together right so when people say oh mk ultra was only from 1950 to 1960 it's just wrong it kept going project right it it kept going well into the 80s um so this is when it becomes one 
massive thing. Cameron keeps going until 1964 when he randomly retired, and then he mysteriously died of a heart attack while he was mountain climbing. So he was killed off. So he was killed off. By the CIA. By the CIA. Okay. I, I get that. Um, <laughs> that. So... Until 1972, there were other sister experiments going on. Some were funded by the Army, the Navy, the Air Force. And then, get this, the paper trail disappears. What? So in 1972, um, there was a shit ton of document destruction to cover tracks. So this happened because Sidney Gottlieb's boss, his name was Richard Helms, I mentioned him earlier, he was removed by President Nixon. And when he was removed, it was only a matter of time before Sydney was going to be removed too. So on their way out, they agreed to destroy as many records of MK Ultra as they could. Gottlieb actually drove to the facility that the CIA records were being held in and demanded the archives be destroyed. Were they, so, so they were destroyed? 1975... The Rockefeller Commission is appointed to investigate past CIA abuse. And John Marks, he's cool, he was actually interviewed in the documentary I watched, um, begins the search for documents, and he filed a freedom of information request for the records. So what they found were four to five boxes of mostly financial records that were stored in a different part of the facility. So they were never destroyed. So this is what builds the base for what we know now. And experts realistically think we probably only know about 30% of what the CIA actually did. Um, No one can find anything past the 70s. And what's left of the documents past the 70s is classified. Of course. So Dr. Gottlieb was eventually deposed. Um... Another guy who was interviewed in the documentary was one of the people who were, like, was responsible for that. He said that Gottlieb was completely unrepentant, stating that he was just a patriot. Oh, no. Mans um, is crazy. No one was fired for any of this either. So, yeah, the commission investigated. No one was punished wow. for violating the Nuremberg Code of Eth anyway. Um, so the question that really gets people is like whether or not the experiments are still going on so typically it's like we're 10 years ahead of what we actually know is the idea uh, or that the cia is 10 years ahead of what the public knows is mm-hmm. what i mean um so it's very likely that something like this is still going on but in oh sorry um in 77 the, the subcommittee on health and scientific research began to investigate. Specifically, they were investigating the the claims on the unwitting subjects part of it. 16,000 pages of documents were declassified, right? Gottlieb testified. He admitted that he'd done people things to people without their knowledge. He insisted that mind control was an important part of the Cold War, and he died in 1999 with zero regret. regret. Was the other thing. But the reason I picked this Yes, it was because of MK Ultra because that is that's just a thing in and of itself. But there are some really weird fucking connections to MK Ultra. And when I say really weird, I mean massively weird. So I want to give you a few of those, okay? okay I'm excited. 
So remember earlier I told you that the CIA was operating in universities, mm-hmm. right, to get their student body? Um, we know that one of these universities was Harvard between 1950 and 1970. Do you know who was an undergrad at Harvard in 59? No. The fucking Unabomber. Oh, no. Um, the Discovery Channel did a whole investigation on this topic and that he was a part of MK Ultra. Whoa. So the theory is presented as fact in the documentary. It's not confirmed. Um, but we do know that the Unabomber did participate in psychological research under Professor Henry Murray. This experiment did factually happen, but there's just it's debated on whether or not it's part of MK Ultra is the thing. Um, Murray did work with the CIA during well, it, back then it was the OSS. Um, during World War II, he is confirmed to have worked with them. It's very possible that this was part of MK Ultra. Um, the Unabomber himself says he wasn't part of it, but I mean the MK Ultra thing was wiping your mind. Yeah. So. Mm, and then another, his name is Whitney Bulger. So he is a Boston crime boss. He was convicted in 2013. Um, he was involved with at least 11 murders, extortion, and drug trafficking. And he was a prisoner in Atlanta in the 50s. And he did, is confirmed, we do know for a fact that he participated in MK Ultra in exchange for a lighter sentence. Oh, wow. So he was told that he was merely a study. It was merely a study focused on finding a cure for schizophrenia. Um, once he signed on, though, they, uh, the CIA had no concern for his well-being. He was pressured to join the program, and he believes that this explains his violent tendencies. Um, so he wrote that after he took part in the experiment, he was never the same. Um, quote, Auditory and visual hallucinations and violent nightmares still have them. Always slept with the lights on. Helps when I wake up about every hour from nightmares. Wow. He, he Horrific dreams and really violent hallucinations. In letters, he described what it was like. Um, he also recalled that the doctors would not only monitor his physical responses to the drugs, but would also supply him with very leading questions such as would you ever kill anyone um it is unknown if he ever killed anyone before the experiment but he for sure did afterward and according to the new interview with the associated press his participation in the um, experiments account for violent behavior and some people even think that he was wrongfully commit uh, wrongfully convicted now because the whole part of mk ultra was left out of the trial so no one knew that he was being psychologically tortured and abused in this prison and then after he was released what else is gonna happen you know crazy yeah that and i found this this guy like he wasn't even on my radar at first i found him through a different article about a different person. Who's this person? I want you to guess. Who was absolutely psychotic during the 60s? Fucking Manson. Oh. Manson. Oh. <laughs> Manson. Okay, so this one, I, I want to do a whole episode on just the topic that Manson was probably part of the MK Ultra experiments. 
because it's That's... so much content. Oh no. But I'm it, so excited for that dude, episode. It's right. Like I want to do an episode on Manson of his own accord, but this I could do a whole episode on just the weird connections to MK Ultra. It's it's weird. Um so in 1999 a journalist was given the assignment to write about the Manson family. And at first he thought it'd be super easy because there was so much information on the Mansons. His whole thing was like, it's going to be so hard to find something new. What this turned into was 20 years worth of research and a book that was published last year called Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the Secret History of the 60s. It is a book that this man spent 20 years writing. Wow connecting manson to the cia and mk ultra i'm going to the library no dude i almost bought it today but i was like there's no way i can read an entire novel before they get here (laughs) but you should have dude i read like so for the way i found this the topic was through a tiktok that was like whoa isn't it crazy that these people are connected to mk ultra manson what as i dug deeper there were there's so much and I there's no physical way that I could sit down and give it to you all without this whole podcast being like four hours long there's a book written on it but the big thing is that this writer had a very particular question why was Manson not in prison at the time of the murders because the Manson was had been federally imprisoned before. He was on parole. And he had a long history of violent antisocial behavior. He was arrested for multiple felonies, including statutory rape, grand theft auto, and he was never charged or had his parole violated in any way. So, without going into too much detail, obviously, because this is a whole episode in and of itself, there were multiple cases where he should have been arrested and convicted before the murders and wasn't. Specifically, his house was raided, and there was a slew of semi-automatic weapons found, um, and he was released without charge. So the CIA was just letting him off. That's the theory, is that he was a guinea pig for the CIA, and they wanted to see what he could do, because we already... They wanted to see what they could get him to do. That. um, The other guy, the reason that... I found the other guy in the first place was that was essentially the idea. They essentially said, well, we already know that the CIA willfully experimented on someone and let him go, let him murder and commit crimes for years before they stopped him because he was a guinea pig for MKUltra. So why wouldn't Manson be the same? That's insane. So the writer, that (laughs) the writer of this book, his whole idea was that Manson was being allowed on the streets for a reason Um, He actually talked to one of Manson's parole officers. Get this. The guy's name is Roger Smith. Are you ready? I'm not. He was part of two federally funded studies, which are both connected to Mm MKUltra. Smith was instrumental in keeping Manson out of jail. Wow. There was also another connection, though. So um, he was researching speed specifically at the Haight Ashbury Free Medical Clinic, right? You know who the okay, I'm not even going to ask. One of the most famous researchers who came out of this clinic, Louise Jolin West. Do you know who that is? 
he sure as hell worked on MK Ultra. Oh, <laughs> just confirmed. He was a psychologist. He was the contractor for mind control experiments for the CIA for MK Ultra. Um, he he was described. I liked this quote, so I wanted to leave it in. Um, he was a Forrest Gump-like figure. He pops up in the backgrounds of crazy events in history in the 60s and 70s. He examined Lee Harvey Oswald's assassin, um, Jack Ruby, who mysteriously developed psychotic delusions after West visited him. Oh. Um, Oh, no. He was also brought in to cure Patty Hearst's Stockholm Syndrome, and he also famously killed an elephant with a cocktail of LSD um, while trying to induce, like, an aggressive state. So this psychologist reportedly directly reported to Gottlieb. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was close into the, oh, the yeah. mess. So That's insane. The other part of this is that Manson is also usually portrayed as, like, some kind of, like, criminal mastermind, right? Man couldn't fucking read. Yeah. Like how could someone like that like bind followers to him like he he was also antisocial. like it didn't make sense so the techniques that were he used were way too sophisticated when he wasn't um so it is it a coincidence that he happened to frequent a clinic with the world's most foremost brainwashing expert that's insane i hate i hate that so much yeah so in short there's an entire novel on why manson was part of the mk ultra experiments and was protected by the cia um so this guy he actually laid out uh the facts for a man named alan shifflin who was an author on the book about mk ultra like that's what he wrote about the cia's experiments um so the guy who wrote the manson book he he asked him if this could be an mk ultra experiment gone wrong you know what his response was? No, it's an MK Ultra experiment gone right. That's what I was about to say. That's what they wanted to see. They wanted it to see working. how far you could drive the human brain. And it was the idea is that it the only reason they arrested him was because it, it went too far. Like the public was too involved. Yeah, it got too big. So there's also an entire documentary. I started it, did not finish it because it was two and a half hours long. It's called Drugs as Weaponed Against Us, The CIA War on Musicians and Activists. It was released in 2018. Um, It talks about the CIA's use of drugs as unconventional warfare. And it's it's based on a book of a similar name. um, And it's detailed evidence on how the CIA used hypnosis and drugs to turn Mark David Chapman into an assassin. Do you know who that is? Shot and killed John Lennon. Oh. Um, Another researcher, Peter Dale Scott, also said that David Chapman went through, went through uh, MKUltra experiments at Castle Memorial Hospital. Like, people also believe that he was involved in MKUltra. And this documentary links the CIA, at the very least, and MK Ultra at the most to John Lennon, JFK, Kurt Cobain, Martin Luther King, Tupac, Mal- and Malcolm X. Excuse me. So they just they facilitated all of history. Yeah, <laughs> they just made it up. The idea, because I saw this originally from a TikTok, and it was like, yo, 
look at all these people who were influenced by MK Ultra. One of the top comments that was like, America facilitated like terrorism against itself using drugs as warfare. That's insane. Like they were literally manipulating people. Like I, I gave you two serial killers. How many others? Yeah. How many other people that Oh, just three like- serial killers. Three serial killers. I forgot about the fucking Unabomber. Yeah. And He's he wasn't it. even confirmed. But he probably was involved. So many people are probably just, like, locked away for being absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And it was all because of that. Like, they just can't get help. Because what do you do if you didn't even know that that was a thing happening? And some of these people do not even remember that they were experimented on at all. Like, the, the guy who the Boston guy, like, there are jurors who were responsible for his conviction who are saying that they feel guilty now because they didn't know that he was experimented on. Like, how many people don't even have the luxury of knowing? Yeah. Isn't that fucking batshit? I hate, that's so disturbing. Yeah, but that's the end. I don't have anything else for you because everything else is fucking classified. They're going to declassify him one day just to, like, make everybody go crazy. That. They're going to be like, you know what? Let's give it to him and then wipe everyone's minds. Like, give him a couple months <laughs> to sit with it. And then we LSD everybody. And how many people thought that this was a conspiracy for so long? And then it comes out like, no. That's just happened. It was true and a lot more organized than we thought it was. We only know, what did you say, 30% of it? Yeah. It could have been way worse. Oh, yeah. It most certainly was. It was worse. We just don't know how worse. And my thing is, like, so many of these people are, like, one of them was the head of the American Psychiatric Association. So they can't get in trouble. And was psychologically abusing, systematically, psychologically destroying people for almost a decade. And just could get away with it. And just got away with it under the guise of science. Just could break codes because they're like, no, but we need the research. The fucking Nuremberg Code, which was created because of Nazis. Yeah. And you're just going to break that? You're going to break the code that that says don't be a Nazi? That. Excuse me? Don't be a Nazi. That's literally the instructions. And also it... There was never a part of this that wasn't weird. Like, yeah, we have the psychological systematic abuse, but we also don't forget about the prostitutes and the CIA agents who got paid to watch prostitutes fuck men, drugged men. That's rape. And then don't forget that um, for a while, these agents were intentionally drugging each other for fun. Like, (laughs) what the fuck is this? Harvard students paid to do LSD. One of them was the Unabomber. This is insane. Isn't it? Isn't it? I'm going to go down a rabbit hole later. And it's also like out of the, because for the the second batch of the Harvard students or whatever, under Dr. Murray specifically, there was 22 of them. And one of them came out the Unabomber. That's what, what, those odds, I don't like them. Yeah. One out of 22. Those aren't good. It'd be different if it was one out of a thousand. Yeah. Like, and how many people in the story that I just told had major psychotic breaks? And there's an entire, I'm going to buy the book. Like, very rarely do I want to read anything that isn't, like, young adult fiction. Percy Jackson for the win. I'm 
I, the book is sitting in my Amazon cart, and I'm going to buy it. I want to borrow it when you're done. Because I need to know. That one and just an M- MK Ultra book. Cause it, oh, okay. good luck finding one. That's what I'm saying is, like, I want to find one. And it was so hard. Like, I'm, I want to watch the I want it laid the, out. The docudrama is what they're called. It's like some most of it's factual, but a lot of it's fictionalized. I want to watch the one that Netflix produced because that came out like a year ago too. It's pretty new. It's called Wormwood. Don't know why it's called Wormwood, but want to watch it, want to experience it. And then I also want to watch Bluebird. Yeah, I know. Because that was a whole different experiment. It was a sister experiment to MK Ultra. Yeah. I actually don't know what happened during Project Bluebird now that I'm thinking about it. I feel like it was something with sound. I open my notebook and I'm like, today I have Project Bluebird. I'm actually going to look it up right now because I want to know. And like, I feel like. Was that where they were trying to like mind control people by like putting so much sound that they would go crazy? I need you to know that the first thing that popped up was Project Blue Book, which is uh, UFOs. Side note. But Project Bluebird. It's just, like, playing frequencies that... You know how, like, cats purr frequencies... That make us happy? It, yeah, it, re- it releases serotonin. I think they were, like, messing with, like, intense sound and stuff like that, too. That they could have, like, sound that could wipe people out. These are the documents. Yeah, the classified documents. I'm gonna... But it just says it was an offshoot of MK Ultra. It doesn't tell me what it specialized in. I just... I want to know. Why is... Why is there an entry for Project Bluebird on the Assassin's Creed fan Wikipedia? Assassin's Creed is wild, man. Ladies and gentlemen. I love Assassin's Creed. Adam, do you need an intermission? Okay. We'll be back, maybe, if we survive. The CIA might might get us in time. Oh, no, completely. The episode ends here. We're sorry. Hopefully they edit it before they put it out, but the CIA put this one out. If we die, it's not an accident. Now we have to die. And intermission. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, no. <laughs> Leave the I'm ready in. I'm ready. Dude, um, did our last episode that I edited was really stupid with those. Like, I literally said, and the intro plays now. <laughs> yeah, you, lined, you laid it out for yourself to edit. Okay. So what have you got for me? I'm so excited. I have our first ever scp for you today wait actually i do i'm so excited i'm gonna say the number but you're not gonna know it by the number but it's scp 2774 don't know it okay i figured i mean there's like four billion of them before we get into it i know we've done it before but i'm gonna do it all on this episode since it is our first scp okay scp stands for secure contain protect it's a fake made up internet foundation that houses fake anomalous creatures is what they call yeah. them so it's like a fake area 51 there's aliens so and weird sick. stuff it's laid out if you go read them each article is laid out as like a government there's redacted stuff on them there's mm-hmm. te- like test one this happens interview one this happens uh it's laid out like government paperwork as like factual very it, it explains the containment process it describes the creature it describes testing of the creature uh some of them aren't creatures some of them are like a haunted ghost sheet that if you put on and say "Ooh, you get ghost powers <laughs> and that's dope um one of them's like this haunted candy bowl it says take really? two instead of take one what happens if you take one i don't know 
I don't even remember. You, like, ate the candy and something weird happened. There's, like, um, there's so many of them. They're actually having a a competition right now where you can write the six thousands. (gasps) The first, like, the top a thousand places are the next. So we're going to submit one. Aren't we? Is what I'm hearing. (laughs) I've looked at the, like, submission stuff that you have to do, and you just have to, like, make an account and then go through something, and then you just submit, uh, there's rules about well, what yeah. you can submit, but we should try. Oh, 100%. Um, but, yeah, so an SCP is something contained by the SCP Foundation. It's like the, the term, we call it an SCP. Yeah. But that just means something that the SCP Foundation, which is a fake foundation, has. I like that we have to clarify. It is, in fact, fake. I don't even think this is, like, another conspiracy theory. Because no. SCP is just an online fun yeah. creepypasta thing. It's a category of creepypasta. Yeah. All SCPs so are creepypasta, but not all creepypastas are an SCP. I'm so excited. Okay. So, uh, SCP-2774, the SCP I'm talking about, is actually any person affected by an SCP. It's SCP-2774-A. Oh, so shit. The, the, one, the one that's dash A is the actual, like, the main thing. And so just remember A is the first letter of the alphabet. This mm-hmm. is, like, the first original origin of okay. all of this weird stuff that happens. Okay. Uh, SCP-2774-A is a mental image of a human-like creature in a sloth mascot suit. You know, at first I was about to be like, oh, I know exactly what this is. And then you hit me with the sloth mascot suit, and I don't know where we're going from here. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like a like a costume. Like a mascot suit. Like we're like full-fledged furry nonsense. Like, like with yeah. a head and all that shit. Yeah. And it's a mental image. So if once it's in your brain. It's all MK Ultra. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, so okay. So it's a mental image of a I get into, like, how you get it. Don't worry. Okay. I was about to say, because I'm thinking about it right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it comes from somewhere. You have to see dash A, which I have affectionately shortened, so I don't have to say SCP-2774 dash A right. every time. Dash A's are our main character. Oh. <laughs> so, Cute. Um, Good for them. Once you see it uh, and you gain the mental image, like I said, you are now SCP-2774. That's so sick. There's a lot of SCP-2774 going around. Right. Because um, it's everyone who's affected. Yeah. So That's you, sick. Yeah. Uh, so so what happens when you gain the title of SCP-2774? We're, gonna, we're going right Tell now. me. <laughs> um, in 40 to 100 hours, you start to lose the ability to use cognitive functions or make higher level decisions. And that's a quote from the SCP thing. Okay. So you just stop being able to do anything. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Uh, you only get it back for about 150 seconds at random times, at least 24 hours apart. So you get 100 and 50 seconds of like control so like two minutes ish yeah and then you go back into this state of like mindlessness and you can't control your thoughts or what you do that's so fucked up Mm -hmm. it gets worse um uh wait that's not it okay you you can't get the mental image from real life so if you see a sloth man on the side of the road you're a-okay you get it through like the background of commercials or movies 
or pictures or in magazines. I consume all of those things on a regular basis. So if you look in a magazine and there's some image and you look in the background, you're like, why is that man in a lawsuit? You now have seen SCP-2774-A. I'm traumatized. It, I am so scared of lawsuits now. Oh, no. Side note, the, I first heard, Adam's heard this story before. Okay. So this, this isn't as fun for him. But uh, the first time I heard this SCP was around a campfire. Because instead, me, Adam, and Reza, we, we don't do normal, like, ghost stories around campfires. We retell SCPs to each As other. As you should. So I heard this, like, at 2 in the morning around a campfire. And I was like, I'm never looking at anything, anything again. ever again. Absolutely not. There is no confirmed, according to the SCP Foundation, any instance of Dash A on the internet. Okay. It's usually through television or pictures like someone shows you or in like a right. book. It's not. So if I Google Dash A. You're safe. Okay. Those are fake or like drawings of it. Because there is a picture of him on the SCP Foundation website. But it's not but it's the, on the internet. picture. Yeah. yeah. It's just some kind of. It's their picture. I don't know how they got it. <laughs> okay. They didn't tell me. <laughs> um, uh, there's good news. Only about 40% of people who see it are actually affected. We'll, oh, okay. we'll get into what, like, more into the affected stuff. But, like, the basic thing, you don't get the mindlessness in the so many hours. Okay. Um, bad news, though. The more people that exist that are affected, that higher the percentage is. So it gets uh... stronger with the more, like, people it has so that's some hive mind shit yeah okay yeah uh and even with the 40 percent of like people that sounds not too bad that's almost half yeah uh but there there was a specific event they 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 used to like show just how awful that could be uh it was the event was in canada uh, and Dash A appeared on a local news network of just this town, and it affected over 4,000 people <gasps> who all had to be relocated to this place called Site 116 at the SCP Foundation. Okay. Um, so that was just saying, like, it was on TV, and that was enough to get 4,000 people in, even being at, like, a, low, a lower low population percentage. area. Yeah, yeah. Um, one test showed that the, that the image or media must have red green hues in it so if you're red green colorblind you're immune to sloth man oh how do i become medically red green colorblind where do i just sign up for is it? that possible can, can they did eye surgery on you surely they can make me colorblind <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of this episode <laughs> that's gotta happen. surely they can make me colorblind question mark <laughs> that's the title of the episode i'm not joking um, i edit these <laughs> you can do it it's in your control i have no power <laughs> so so when you're affected victims can move quote based on muscle memory end quote and they can also follow basic commands and uh answer extremely easy questions like no thinking involved questions like is the sky blue yeah no well <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> Shut it all down. So they, they lack all problem solving and, like, rational thinking and all okay. emotion. So there, there's uh, nothing. You're like a blank slate, kind of like MKUltra. <gasps> the sloth is MKUltra. <gasps> it's awful circle. Oh, Absolutely no. not. That's what Project Bluebird is. 
was the sloth man. It was the sloth man. That's why we can't find anything on it. Exactly. It was just sent to the SCP, like, make this look fake. <laughs> make this look fake, and we'll burn all of the CIA documents. Uh, so what they figured out, the SCP Foundation, is when the victim of, of sloth man is in this unconscious state i just hit the mic (laughs) in this unconscious state they're not in control the entity is so it's kind of like a hive mind but he can only control like one thing at a time except when he gets more powerful so he's like moving through people so that's why the rest of them are like zombie emotionless moveless zombies and one person can kind of do stuff but it's more than it's not just like that it's not like one person can do right one thing you kind of still have your you can do very basic stuff mm-hmm. but sometimes you can like you you do something crazy and we'll get into that did you did you ever watch rick and morty yes it sounds like unity mm-hmm. do you remember unity like yeah. with the because she was everybody wasn't she yeah a hive mind yeah so this just, he just kind of like builds up his everybody his everybody yeah wow that was a phrase whoa so so according it, to, i keep having to remind myself that this is a, a sloth costume this is a sloth costume made by a fake internet government foundation <laughs> that's what we're talking about here at twelve thirty a.m <laughs> that's what we signed up for oh my goodness um in those 150 seconds that i said they get every like 24 hours ish they wake up extremely fearful and agitated mm-hmm. because they they report being able to see what's going on and like see it from they're watching their their body move like they're behind a television screen oh. so they're aware of everything going on but they're trapped inside of their head so they literally cannot control everything, but they're aware that it's happening. This is a Black Mirror episode. So they wake up extremely like, oh my gosh, don't let me go back into that. Right. Like, what, what is going on? And so a lot of times they're extremely like aggressive or like just panicked and like mm-hmm. this crazy state of mind that you can't even deal with. Um, oh, I, I wrote the quote. It's like watching your body through a movie pretty much. Uh and also, while under, while in the unconscious state, while they're behind their their screen, mm-hmm. they report extreme hallucinations of the sloth man. They get worse over time. So they like see him every now and then, and mm-hmm. then as time goes on, it's like almost impossible not to be seeing him. But like in real life, they're hallucinating they're, him. Yeah, or but like they from say it's hallucinating behind him. the eyes. They, kind of situation. When they come back, they can recall seeing. Them. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Flip my page, some ASMR. Um, when conscious, they can't be approached because of this irrationality and aggression. And the file actually used to say that to approach with caution, but oh. it's been lined through, not redacted, but like crossed through, and it says do not approach them. Oh, okay. Just like, like unless it's just you, a bad you idea. have to like get clearing, and it went through like some clearing you had to get, but it was high up. You had to be up in the SCP to be foundation allowed. thing. Yeah. Um, the affected displayed this kind of affinity to SCP-2774-A. That's a quote, the, the affinity. Uh, they, they were finding effigies and, like, shrines made to this dash A thing in the site where they were keeping everybody. Uh, the page 
there was another thing scratched out that said that the objects were often traded between subjects, but then it now said the new rule that all items were to be destroyed and whoever created it had to be killed instantly. What the fuck? It also said that anyone who starts to act like SCP 2774-A or emulate like that what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know why it's referred to as a he. But they had to be killed? Yeah, if they started acting like him. How do you act like a sloth? Like, I don't know. Okay. I really, I tried. I'm having so many feelings. I I think it was like acting like him or just like preaching about, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but they really used the word acting. Yeah, kind of like being creepy is how I understood it. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Trying to get to people and and control people. I hate that. Yeah. Um, Where I totally lost my spot. Acting like him. Do, do, do. Oh, okay. I found (laughs) it. There's special programs in the SCP Foundation to, to like, scour the internet and television and like magazine mm-hmm. sources to find instances of dash a sick um Protection. and as soon as one is found the scp the, it's it's web crawler so it's not a, a physical person doing the scouring because mm-hmm. you can't look at yeah, it yeah it would take too much um that too so it's a, it's a web crawler and if one's found the scp foundation sends out a recovery team like on a dime oh sick. um if personnel see the image though they are immediately giving it's this thing that it takes away your memory in the scp foundation you like it you lose a certain amount of memory depending Mm -hmm. on how much of it you have does it fix them they they just stick them in site 116 and give them brain brain (laughs) removey brain rot juice (laughs) brain rot juice so they they forget seeing it but and that's kind of where it's it didn't say if okay. any of them actually have to stay in site 116 but until they recover and know they get past that 100 hour like 40 to 100 hour where you start getting the effects once they get past that they're taken they're back cleared. out okay but it didn't say if any didn't pass it but i would assume that they still do that, that yeah some don't because it was still like it was still a rule as far as the the page right. made it seem like the the putting them in to see if it worked kind of deal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and researchers assigned to SCP-2774 are recommended to be red, green, colorblind, or some other sort of colorblindness. So to make me colorblind, bro. I want to research him. So give me some colorblindness. Hand it over. <laughs> Hand it over. It's like uh, candy. They they stick these people affected the subjects into site 116 while they try to find a cure so they're just kind of they're housing everybody it it's it's their permanent residence pretty much like they can't do anything they can't yep. go anywhere they can't be zombies walking out in the public so they just kind of stick them in this place and especially if they're out in the public they're making fucking effigies of this thing like trying to get more people is that yeah. what that is because that's what that sounded like <laughs> i don't want more more guys more hive mind <laughs> they, no. he just wants more power because like a, he, he's better at controlling the more people he has so like that percentage grew as so obviously his power grew as he got more people i hate that yeah 
the the testing subjects are approved by the ethics committee which is a committee in the scp foundation uh and there's no contact with other subjects besides the ones specifically allowed to be interviewed and tested Mm -hmm. unless given like very discreet like very hard to get to permission okay um so they're kind of just left out wherever site 116 is and you don't you don't go by them Mm -hmm. you just (laughs) they stick them there and then that's it (laughs) they're just hoping there's certain ones that they pull in for for testing and they have to be approved yep um, Probably because they're not, like, as violent yeah, when they, they come to. Yeah, they have to go through, like, screening and stuff. That makes sense. That uh, makes sense. Subjects used to be allowed two hours of social time, but as of October fifteenth, two 2010, subjects are kept in their own containment cells and are n- allowed no social time. What happened? Because they started building these <laughs> shrines to a sloth man. They were like, maybe they shouldn't talk because obviously <laughs> this is going to cause a problem. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, There are three interviews on record, and we're going to go through all three because they're not that long. Uh, Not recite them. Well, yeah, yeah, I got you. A summary of all three. And there's only these ones on record, but their number is 27, 30, and 32. So there was other stuff. It's just not on the things Mm -hmm. page. Uh, Interview on log 0027 is of a subject... Subject dash zero eight six six. Okay. His name is David. Oh. And uh, David is quoted saying, "It's like you're being driven around and you're in the passenger seat." And then he later says, "Quote: You can't hold a thought for more than five seconds." So he's explaining that like the unconscious period of it, where you're you're watching from mm-hmm. behind a screen. And I also like the the you can't hold a thought. Yeah. Because they, they can't have rational thinking, but they're still aware. Yeah. Like, they can't control or make decisions of how to move, mm-hmm. but they're still aware that it's going on. Yeah. And they can remember these thoughts when they wake up. Uh, as David loses his grip on reality, he begins hallucinating the sloth, and he's a, he starts, he goes back into control, like, phases out of being awake, and is attacks the guard <gasps> so the sloth man made him attack the guards oh shit he's killed immediately no not david he i'm sad to say he is terminated that's so sad as he lunges at the guards have you ever seen the scp guards no decked out man wait they're the are, are they wearing white they kind of look like stormtroopers or am i making that up in my head the, they have all black oh at least in the game so the exact opposite the exact of everything opposite. i said yeah that's so sad though yeah. he had to be terminated especially because he was complying he was he started there was a clock in the room mm-hmm. when as he watched the time go down he started like shaking is what the document said like is he was probably which, afraid yeah doesn't want to go back into it because that's absolutely terrifying to have to sit there right. stuck he he was he also like quoted like you you want to scream mm-hmm. and you can't do anything you just want out they only get two minutes every 24 hours if it's random. So they might yeah. not get it every 24 hours. Right. So. And it wasn't even him who tried to attack. Yeah, but they, they didn't know. Well, yeah, I know. But it's like, that's so sad. Yeah. It. After the interview, I like this, though. They took out the clock because they didn't want anyone else getting like that. Oh. They knew it was making them uncuffy. So they were like, take out the Good. clock. Good. I'd panic, too. Yeah. If I knew I was going back down in a few seconds. Yeah, I, like, this, I think about the sloth daily. 
uh, ever since I've been told this story, it literally is so terrifying to think of, like, you slowly just lose the yeah. ability to function. Right. Is his whole thing. It's crazy to me. In log, the next log, 0030, subject 7444, her name is Claire. Oh. Uh, this one's really sad, too. Oh. <laughs> They're all really sad. Oh. They're stuck in a sloth, man. I cult. thought I'd get one good one. The last one's not bad. Okay. Nothing really happens. He just kind of talks about it. Uh, Claire, though, again, really sad. She she wakes up, and once she's declared conscious, she just begs to be killed. Oh. Because she believes it's the only way out of it. They're like, you're not finding a cure. I just, I want to be saved from sloth. Is she? Uh, Claire explains that the sloth, we, we get to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> she explains that the, the sloth appears more and more the longer you're affected. Okay. Her, she was talking about, like, the first week you see him, like, once. And, like, the next month you start seeing almost every day. Mm-hmm. And then the, the further you get along, it's just, like, you're constantly bombarded by the sloth. And that part of the way through that she explains that the sloth is starting to appear to her mm-hmm. and that it's behind the doctor interviewing and it's just staring at her and screaming and then she she falls unconscious wait repeat that for me so she's sitting there in the office staring at the conscious doctor. yeah saying i'm starting to hallucinate the sloth oh is here as with she's us. going back down yeah okay the sloth is here with us and he's standing behind you staring screaming. at me screaming motherfucker I hated the visuals of that. I don't even know what this thing looks like. A sloth. I mean, obviously, I have just a, like a sloth image. Mascot suit. Which I hate. I hate. I just hate mascots in general. Like you know how I am at Disney. And uh-uh. that's so specific because it's not like a dog because there's so many. Yeah. If you see a sloth, if I ever see a picture with a sloth suit in the background, I will have a mental breakdown. I can promise you. I'm photoshopping that immediately, <laughs> and I'm going to plant it in your house. I'll cry. I'll cry. <laughs> and I'm then going to plant it in your house. Scream. I don't know what I would do. This is psychological warfare. I'm the CIA. I'm going to MK Ultra. <laughs> I'm going to find LSD. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. And then I'm going to show you pictures of the sloth. We can have a mental breakdown together. Bet. How cute. Uh, doc- the doctor, Dr. Chung, uh who was working with Claire, ordered that she was immediately terminated to save her because they, they didn't know yeah. what to do. And it was approved four days later. Oh, so, good for her. Yeah. At it's, least. It's sad, but it's like she was begging for it at the beginning yeah. of the interview. Um, after the interview, nothing really happens on interview 320032. Uh, it just talks about how he, Jason, is the subject he he they can see with like as these hallucinations get stronger that like he's getting stronger sloth man is getting stronger he's just like jason explains it as he's trying to right now he's just testing what he can get away with so like making david kill the guards Mm -hmm. was him controlling david yeah so he was specifically with david at that moment and everybody else was still kind of like can move around they're not like stuck in one position but they can mm-hmm. do very basic functions menial tasks yeah be told what to do and they can move and do it but it's got to be very basic requires no thinking mm-hmm. but if the c- creature's in control of you at that moment you can he can make you do anything he made david lunge at the guards is what he's saying it's like he they yikes can, they can watch 
they can see the sloth be by certain people making them do certain things like as you get as you're so far gone that must be so haunting yeah you can look over at the other end of the edge of the field that is site 116 they don't really explain it very well no it's just some room where at first they had social hour (laughs) but so rest in peace the social time you look over and then steve over there has this giant sloth man behind him making him build an effigy to itself (laughs) Which is kind of narcissistic. Calm down, sloth man. Yeah. First of all, you at have least an army. A different thing to build an effigy to. That you have an army of meat suits at your disposal. And calm you down just with the effigies. Paint pictures of yourself. That <laughs> calm down with the fucking effigies, okay, bro? Uh, that so he, it's pretty much just explaining that he's getting stronger as they hold more and more people. So this project called Protocol uh, XXJ9 is put in place. Protocol's kind of sad. The plan was to kill some of the subjects to get the population down from 6,400 down to 200. (gasps) That's so many people. That's a lot of people. But I mean, I I guess the bright side is like, I mean, Claire wanted to go. That that was, there's a good quote that the the doctor had on the, the thing, but there's a, I'm going to go through the, okay. the protocol first. Uh, they were killed through le- lethal injections. And oh, painless. Um, yeah. And no more subjects could be brought in. So the, the worst part is that the, the recovery teams just had to go out and kill them, pretty much. Just So the, the 200 that they have is the 200 that they're sticking the with, like, even if they they're have. violent? Yeah. Oh. So they, they just got it down to 200, and if they lose some, they... St- they lose some. I hate that because they said it gets worse as they go. Yeah. So if they're intentionally kept alive. Like, but they get worse as it goes because they were getting more and more people and the sloth was getting stronger. Oh, okay. The sloth can't get stronger if they keep it at, or at least that's why they made the protocol. Okay. And there has been no further protocol. So something was working. So something worked, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the doctor who signed the protocol wrote, keep in mind that the state of suffering these people are in. This is as much for their benefit as it is ours because it was getting harder and harder to contain them. Mm -hmm. It was also getting harder and harder for these people to, like, exist. It was just completely destroying them psychologically. And so... But now the 200... They wanted to find the cure, but it's just, like, if he gets stronger and we can't get the cure, we're just doing ourselves a disfavor, and we're also destroying these people. Yeah. Um, The doctors who did the killing were offered that same brainwash juice so they didn't have to remember because it's very traumatizing to have to go through that. It was all, it it was a very small group of people that would have to be a part of that because Mm -hmm. it was whoever was working at 116. So they were like. Imagine also like working there for months and months and months and like familiarizing yourself with those faces. Yeah. And no, like wake them. And some of them wake up. And you know those people. Yeah. Like, you know their names, even if they don't know really who you are. Yeah. That's so... And then you have to... I'm going to cry. It's a lot. That's heartbreaking. My eyes are watering. No. I'm a lot. That's a lot. Keep going. Keep going. That's like the end. Bitch. They just killed them all. And that's where the page ends. But I've been terrified of the sloth, so I wanted to share my scaredness. Well, now, I want to know what he looks like. I'm Googling it. Look up the, the SCP's picture of it. A cool thing, though, the code word, because SCP's all about, like, codes and keeping it secret. Mm-hmm. The code word for being affected is, is red-green color blindness. 
So you say, oh, Jerry over here has red green color blindness, means he's under the influence of sloth. Oh, okay. I just thought it was cool because red green color blindness means you're immune, so they made it confusing by calling it red green color. So now, anytime somebody tells me they're red green color blind, I'm, I'm gonna be think like, they're infected by a sloth. What's the number? Two seven seven four. Why is there? Ah! <laughs> that was loud on the mic. What the fuck? He creepy. Don't look it up. It's not worth it. I, just I hate it. Uh... Nope. Don't watch television ever again is the message. <laughs> now exists thinking about that. I literally will stay up at night thinking about the sloth. I hate this one so much because the idea of being trapped in your own head is such a terrifying concept. I... Again, this is a fake creature made by a fake government organization online. But don't feel bad if you have a mental breakdown. It's okay. We all do. We all do it. I'm traumatized. I know. I wanted to share my trauma. Spread the, the trauma love. What the fuck? He's a fun one. No. <laughs> I, it, do you watch Black Mirror? No. You should. I know I should. I I'm tell you. so behind on TV. Okay, but the thing with Black Mirror is it's like three episodes per season. Fair enough. So I, I, I tell you this every other month where I, like, when I first watched Black Mirror, I could only watch an episode like every few days because I would have a straight up mental breakdown. I've been told it's a lot. You got to take it in very small doses. Some people, I've met people who can binge it and I just can't because like there wasn't. I'd overthink every little thing that happens. There was an episode where for those of you who watch Black Mirror, I believe it's called See You Later. Hold on. I want to get it right. I believe it's called See You Later. Um, yeah, no, it's called, it's called Be Right Back, so I was close. It's a Black Mirror episode called Be Right Back. It literally caused me to have to call out of work because I had a straight up mental breakdown. But, um, the reason that I'm thinking about it right now is because there is an episode where the whole concept is in the future, you can get your consciousness cloned and put into like essentially an Alexa and the customer doesn't really know that that's your consciousness. But there are these people who come in and the goal is just to break your consciousness down to a point where they are mindless servants. Because the idea is like, who knows you better than yourself? So who knows how you take your coffee better than yourself? How you'd want your eggs today? What do you need stocked up in your fridge? Whoa. And you're there. It's so fucking creepy to just watch her fall apart and just control her little deck. And she's, it's just mindless. That's it's so fucked weird. ass up, dude. It's fucked ass up. I'm telling you, it's a really good show. I know. I need to watch it. I have like a, such a long list of shows to catch up on. Don't watch it in order. You and told me that so many times. Watch random episodes in between other stuff. Yeah, that's a way to do it, is pick two shows, a Black Mirror and something else. Yeah. Or better yet, watch an episode of Black Mirror and give yourself a break for like a month. <laughs> watch Camp Camp. You'll need a second. 
I'm, no, I'm I sure. promise. Like, it's fucked up. I've heard great things. And by great things, I mean terrible things. Terrible, terrible, mind-destroying things. Dude, I'm still thinking about that fucking sloth and i'm i can i've convinced myself that i'm gonna look out one of these windows and i'm gonna i'm gonna be red green colorblind like i i can't do this i can't you can't be in real life though true that gave me so much like i can't look down the street and see a sloth man so it helps a little but is it worse that it's digital i'm always on my phone can't be the internet can't be the internet can't be the internet can't be real life it's gotta be like a book, a magazine, picture of someone showing you, a movie is where it messes me up. But Netflix is the internet, so we're safe on Netflix movies. I'm never watching anything but Netflix ever again. I'm having a breakdown. Put your DVD in, Slothman on there. You know how I watch Surf's Up, my favorite movie ever? DVD. If there's a Slothman on Surf's Up, I don't even care if it's the right Slothman, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I'm editing the Slothman <laughs> into your copy specifically of Surf's Up. I will make it happen. Did he move? Is that why you looked? Uh, yeah, something happened. Yours, yours was short today, wasn't it? I we started at like twelve thirty. It's only one. I had I had like five pages. I must have just went through it quick. Damn. Next time we'll do multiple SCPs in one. Yeah, it was kind of. There are some so many good ones too. Yeah. I mean, that competition for six thousand. That would be know, fun. Sounds kind of my alley. And then if we get it, we can share our SCP. Oh, that would be such a fun episode. We have to do it now. We have to try. I don't know when it's due. We'll look it up. We'll figure it out. In the meantime. Hopefully it's after this episode, so that way if anyone listens and wants to do it. That. Just look up SCP online. SCP Foundation or yeah. just SCP. Click their SCP Foundation link, and it, it's like on the top of the webpage right now dude i swear like i mean we know our phones are listening to us but like my tiktok now the other day an scp popped up for the first time ever i was like oh okay it just knows it just knows dude so much my tiktok has been feeding me though so much content i I take so many tiktoks like that i need to look up for the podcast that's something i need to look up for the podcast and sometimes it leads you down like a rabbit hole that has nothing like, there's not yeah. much evidence for it. But then sometimes you find really good stuff. But then we can use those for our garbage disposal episode. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that on here? Yeah, we mentioned it episode nine. Okay. So it'll be out by now. Because this is episode Yes, 11. yes, 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 yes. I want to do it. Um, I think it'd be fun for, like, like, a 25 or a 15 or something. Like, a five. Like, not a, not a zero. Yeah. But something fun. Then be, and, you know, small short yeah so just stuff that we can't get enough evidence on but it's still like in our vein of stuff we want to talk about i know we already explained it but adam did you draw anything yeah i thought he was unconscious i thought he was sleeping poor man what did you draw mk ultra Oh, he, it was both of our things. SCP-2774-8 is on the bottom. Oh. And MK Ultra is on the top. And there's a rainbow. A rainbow in the middle. What What's around them? I can't see what... I'm going to go closer. I, I thought he was going to tell us. I know. He just didn't say anything. Oh, it's the word um, on, on the top. I'll speak loud. 
On the top by MK Ultra, it's like Mind Control, Bluebird, 1942. Oh, words associated oh, with it. But do you want to know what's on the bottom? Yes. The word sloth, written about 30, 40 times. Kill me. <laughs> it's just sloth. We've also decided that from now on, when our episodes are announced, we'll post pictures of Adam's drawings yeah, along with it. A little catching up to do. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to release them. Like, once our next episode airs, which will, will be 10, I'll release episode 10 along with 10's drawing, and then from there, just the rest, just 1 through 9. For 10, we can, the day 10 drops, we can do 1 through 10. Like, draw Yeah, all like, a, a build-up to it? Is that well, what you're saying? Do, we could do a build-up or just on the day of 10, do all 10. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, Just okay. in order. Yeah. Like, episode 1, 2, 3. We could also do a build-up, though. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be fun, Yeah. As a special thing. Teehee, just girly things. And then I'll make an, a special, like, Instagram story. Like, a highlight just for Adam's drawings. Ooh, yeah. So that you can, you can go, go back. through them. I'll probably, or I'll end up organizing it somehow. The way that makes most sense in my head is, like, episodes 1 through 10. Or, no, you can hold more Instagram stories than that. I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> just keep an eye on it. It'll be on Instagram, though. <laughs> Look on Instagram. For Adam's drawings, because our descriptions do not do them justice. They're wonderful. Truly. Poor man. You pass the fuck out. Yeah. He's going to go sleep. But it's okay. We're going to get McDonald's and we're going to watch Shameless. How fun. I'm excited. <laughs> I've never but seen Shameless and we started watching in the middle of season two. I'm liking it. As God intended. You should never start it from the beginning, I learned today. I It, it happened to me. Like, my sister, she better have listened by now. She hadn't listened at, like, episode five. And I'm mad at her. But... When I started Shameless, I did that awkward sibling thing where you hover outside your sister's door because you want companionship, but you also don't like them. And I was like, Mel, what you doing? She was like, fuck off. And I peeked at the TV and I stood there and watched. It was midway through season three. And I just picked it up from there on because I needed to know what happened. And occasionally I'd walk back into Mel's room and be like, who the fuck is Jimmy? She'd be like, oh, this is what he did. Oh, I'll be, oh, so that's why Fiona's mad. Gotcha. Go back into my room. Continue. Come back in 20 minutes later. Who the fuck is this person? <laughs> when, when, where were they from? I just saw something move out of the corner of my eye and I, my heart stopped. I need so to stop doing this to myself. <laughs> also, Lux is on vacation right now. Oh, sorry. Or not vacation. Like, she's... Whoa. I just had a stroke. Lux is out of town right now for a wedding in Texas. So three nights alone i have separation anxiety <laughs> like <laughs> it took lux and i like 20 minutes to say bye to each other <laughs> like it was a lot and i i just don't sleep anymore i went to sleep at like four or five in the morning so fun. passed out from exhaustion yeah can only sleep when the lights are on fun because i'm the only person in that room and i'm fully fully convinced that there's a monster in the closet there this is. is this is what happens when you run a horror true crime podcast. Yeah, I do it anyway. So now I just share it. Yeah. Now it's everyone like I said everyone gets a little bit of the trauma. Trauma. When we share it like this, we can all relate cuz we're all traumatized. I also need some of y'all to keep in mind that we have known these things since we were like what, 11? Yeah, no. I I was reading SCPs in like middle school. Too young way too young to be reading creepy pastas and scps i went as jeff the killer for halloween one year lost my fucking glasses first of all was without glasses for like a week do you know how hard that is being without glasses absolutely not 
I saw double for five years. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking laser eye surgery. It wasn't laser eye surgery. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it wasn't on my eye, really. It was on the muscles that are on the edge of your eyes. So eye surgery. But not laser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck you. Well, it's one fifteen. Let's go watch Shameless. Okay, good night. Bye. Follow us on everything. Good night. <laughs>